All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Living your passion is something that we hear about all the time, and it's normally a lot easier said than done. Today, I have with us Keith Abraham, who I'm so excited to be talking to, um, who over for over 25 years has been researching, working, and coaching high-performance achievers. Um, he's worked in 34 industries, 250 companies, over 29 different countries. Any decent event that I've ever attended features Keith Abraham. So it's such a pleasure to have him here with me today to talk about this particular topic. Keith, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Michael. It's a great delight to be part of your podcast. I'm honored and thrilled to be able to contribute um, to what you're doing. And, and as, um, as lovely as an introduction, I know the work that you're doing, mate, is, has been exceptional around helping your clients find what's important, what matters, and what makes a difference to them financially and, of course, personally. So well, great to be with you. Yeah, no, thank you. It's a pleasure. And, and you know, when I thought, thought about this topic, um, passions, dreams, I mean, as an advisor, we talk about clients, we talk to clients about this topic all the time. And um, I'd probably say 20% of the time, somebody knows exactly what they want. They know their passion. They've got this clear goal. They know exactly what they want to do. But 80% of the time, it's not that clear. And there's always, you know, this this vagueness or this indecisiveness sometimes about, oh, I don't really know what my passion is or what it is. Or or if they do know what it is, they have no idea what steps they need to take to achieve it. And I know a lot of it has, well, I assume a lot of it has to do with mindset. And I know this is one of your biggest topics, talking about mindset. And mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'd, I'd love to know what, I guess, where someone should start and I guess the different steps or points that somebody should consider in these things? Yeah, well, you know, Michael, after speaking to 1.7 million people around the world over the last 25 years, the thing I can tell you is 3% of people go and make things happen, 10% of people think or expect things to happen, 60% of people just watch things happen, and 27% of people don't know what happened. So you're 100% right around the whole you know, 80, 20 um, around those numbers because one of the great challenges for most people is people talk themselves out of uh, achieving what they want to achieve, having what they want to have. Yep. They, they, and, and that comes back to mindset because mindset precedes momentum. So if you don't think you're worthy, deserving, capable, if you don't think you are, you know, have got the, the skills, the talent, the expertise, the capability to achieve something, well, guess what? You, you're already behind the eight ball and you probably won't even attempt it. So one of the, the things that I do is talk to people a lot about, you know, what's the mindset they need. Now, there are six key mindsets. I know we talked about five, but the, six, the one of them is exceptionally positive. But from my experience of talking to people at the back of conference rooms after I present, over the last 25 years, people have basically five mindsets that slow them down, that are these roadblocks to stopping them from achieving what's important, what matters, and what's going to make a difference to them and the people who mean the world to them. So the first mindset is that people feel lost. And, and what we mean by that is 
you know, I often ask people the question, what do you want to achieve? And they go, I don't know. I go, okay, well, we, we can work with that. What do you feel like you've achieved in the past? Keith, I'm not sure. Okay, well, what, what do you want to achieve in the future? And they go, Keith, you don't understand. I don't know. And so I go, so here's what I say. If you don't know where you're at, if you don't know where you're going and if you don't know where you've come from, I reckon that's a good definition of lost. So the first mindset that most people struggle with is they just feel lost in their life or in their career or in their relationship. The second is people get frustrated. Well, what does that really mean? I ask people, well, so what do you want to achieve? And they go, I don't know. But you know what I do know, Keith? It's not this. It's not this uh, set of financial circumstances, not this level of health. It's not the relationship I have with my partner or my kids. Um, it's not the career I'm in. And so they're frustrated um, because they don't know what they uh, want, but they definitely know what they don't want. The third is, of course, people feel confused. And, and what we mean by confused is they actually know what they want, but they don't know how to get there. So, so I, I have a picture of a vision of what I'm trying to achieve in the future, but I don't know what I need to do to move myself from point A to point B in the future. You know, what, what skill, talent, you know, I need to have to be able to move myself forward. And then, of course, there are people who are unclear. And what we mean by unclear is that they have multiple opportunities. And so you say to them, well, what do you want to achieve? And they go, well, I've got this opportunity. I can go and do this study and pursue this career. I can, you know, I could actually um, go and change how I approach this and I could do and I could achieve that. And I've got this other opportunity over here. I could go and, and work in a totally different industry and, and I could do that. And, of course, when people have got multiple opportunities, um, they get a little bit unclear on what one they should take. And, and, of course, because people are looking for perfection rather than progress. And then, of course, the, the final one around this is that I come across a lot of people who are what I would call unsatisfied. They look good. They smell good. They've achieved a great deal in their life, in their career, in their relationships, and, you know, and they drive a nice car, live in a nice house, kids go to a good school, and people go, what's, what's, what's going on here, Keith? Well, it's just they're not fulfilled. You know, they've had all this success and, and all of a sudden they get to a, a point where they're no longer, it no longer floats their boat and they've lost their mojo, their energy for it. And so the, I call those people the unsatisfied. And then, of course, what we want everybody to be is to be, you know, really clear on what they're trying to achieve. We want them to be um, certain. We want them to to know, oh, I, I have a vision for where I'm going to go. I have a plan on how I'm going to get there. And I'm also a realist enough to know that the plan may need to change because circumstances, situations, challenges may pop up. And those roadblocks that slow me down is okay because I have enough momentum to either go over the roadblock, to go around the roadblock or go through the roadblock to get what I want. And so they're the five mindsets around goal achievement with the sixth one being certain, which we, which my goal always is to help people find greater certainty in their life. And that comes with clarity. See, with clarity comes confidence, with confidence comes certainty and with certainty comes consistency, consistency in action and consistency in mindset. Okay. And I guess where does someone begin with these things? Because normally, I mean, if we're talking feeling unclear, you know, having too many options, um, yes. you know, 
sometimes people work, they study for decades, or for years, and they work in decades in an industry, for example. And, you know, how does somebody sort of just take that jump or decide to, because, you know, like, for example, I've actually got a client that's a doctor and they studied medicine because it's what their parents wanted them to do. And they did a, they got pretty good results and now they work as a doctor, but they're not fulfilled. I know for a fact, they're not fulfilled. They don't feel, they literally just did what their parents wanted them to do. Um, how does somebody sort of, do they just throw all those years away and just sort of go and do something completely different? Or, you know, I know there's, there isn't one answer, but I mean, from a mindset perspective, what's, I guess, what path should that person be? Yeah, so the solution for each of these ones, and let me just give you the, the quick solution. If you feel a bit lost, the, the the solution is make a decision. The reason why most people don't make a decision is their is their fear of failure or fear of success or, or fear of change. And so so the one thing I say, just make a decision. It doesn't matter if it's the right decision or the wrong decision, make a decision. And if it's the wrong decision, make another one. If it's the right decision, you know, pursue it more. Um, so if you're a little bit in that situation um, where you feel a bit lost, that's what you need to do. Make just make a decision and move. You know, and and you don't have, you don't need to make create super highway, Michael. You just need to create know the next step, and then the next step, and the next step. If you're a bit frustrated, um, that that's total. You know, totally understandable. The the solution there is is to really so. Um, Start to think a little bit about okay, what's the what's the you know follow your heart you know what what would make mm. your what would make your heart sing you know what's the what's the way forward around that so put put together that plan to be able to you know move yourself from here to the next spot get really clear on what that picture is of of what it is that you want and then just put a plan in in place to be able to do that. If you're a little bit, if you're a little bit confused, then the key there is, um, you know, create that plan. You know, create the plan that you want. To, but create it with someone. You know, design a plan, Michael, with someone who is going to act as a mentor. It's going to almost act like a four-year-old and keep on asking the question, "Why?" You know, when you say, "Well, I want to pursue this," um, great. You know, so um, so why do you want to do that? You know, and so to just to dig down a little bit as you get really clear on, on what it is. If you're a little bit, um, you know, as you said, you know, if you if you're a little bit unsatisfied, then then the the real key around being unsatisfied is is you've achieved so much in your life that what you're now looking at is legacy. Is how do I create a legacy uh, that's bigger than me, outside of me, lives on after me as part of that process, and come back to your you know the the comment you said around a little around, you know, what if I'm a little bit unclear? You know, I started to study to be a doctor, and and you know now I've realised that I'm I'm not fulfilled in it. And so there's two things there. You know, you can either go and pursue your passion and generate an income from it, or you can go and create, you know, generate an income so you can go and pursue your passion. Now, from my experience, for a lot of people, it's neither either. They exist and they endure. They don't enjoy. And so for someone who goes, wow, you know, like I've spent all this time, all this energy, all this money in doing it, and, and you sort of go, well, okay, but you're going to have to do it for the next 40 years. Why be miserable for the next 40 years? Yep. Unless it is the vehicle that that's the cash cow 
so you can go and climb a mountain or be a property developer or or what's saying or make sure you got every Wednesday afternoon off to to go and watch your kids play sport or, or whatever it might be. Uh, but often people find that the whole well, I've spent all this money in in getting this degree. I, I better do something about it. No, if, if it doesn't get to float your boat, geez, why be miserable for a long, long time? Does that all, all make that make sense? Oh, so much, so much. And and you actually wrote a book about procrastinating um, called Focus. And yeah. I, I think sometimes if somebody does know what they want to do, sometimes it's, it is a matter of procrastinating because, I mean, one big example is, I mean, even this podcast show, like when I was planning it out, I I organized first 12 topics, I bought a microphone, I got like all this <laughs> stuff done, found a producer, et cetera, et cetera. And everything was still ready to go and I was still just sitting around making up excuses, not too scared to start basically. Um, And if you could sort of touch on the procrastination side of things, because I know that's, I I don't know the stat, but I think it's one of the biggest. Sorry, Michael. I was just about to say what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, procrastination is the greatest robber of self-confidence and self-esteem. If you know in your heart of hearts that you need to do something and you don't do it, it eats away at you. And so what's the greatest enhancer of self-confidence is self-discipline to take the first step and to make progress. So you're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. And so often what, why people procrastinate is they're looking for perfection. And I love this quote, uh, you know, a good plan started today is better than a perfect plan started tomorrow. Your goal is not to get it right. Your goal is to get it going then you can get it right. And so the thing I say to people is if you want to beat procrastination forever, forget about finishing whatever you're working on and focus on just taking the first step because the day you take the first step, you have beaten procrastination because you're moving forward and then you're more inclined to take the next step and the next step and the next step. For some people, what they're looking for is perfection and hence they, they're they getting ready to get ready and they never ever quite, you know, take that first first step. However, when you do take the first step, you know, things unfold in front of you, opportunities present themselves in front of you and if you can get your head, if people can get their head around taking that first step, then then, you know, procrastination is not an issue with them at all um give me a classic example you know some people go well i'm going to start my health and fitness program but oh geez i'm so unfit at the moment and and you know it's such a long journey and and here's my thing i say to them don't don't think about going and and running the 10ks all i want you to do is you know if you really want the ultra go to bed in your gym gear you know, so as soon as you get out in the morning and walk to the kitchen, you've started. But but in essence, what I say to people is all I want you to do is get dressed. All I want you to do is get dressed. Automatically you feel like you should be doing exercise because you're already in your shorts and your T-shirt. So you get dressed. And, and then all, all I want you to do is I just want you to walk to the letterbox. What, the letterbox? The letterbox is like 20 minutes one. Yeah. Because I guarantee if you walk to the letterbox, you'll look outside the front of your place and you'll go, you know what, I'll – I'll walk to the corner. You'll get to the corner and you go, you know what, I might as well walk around the block. I've got time. It's only going to take 10 minutes. And so all of a sudden, people, once you get started, you feel better about yourself. 
but and then four hours later, my wife's wondering people. where I've gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know that uh, you know. <laughs> I think you know you got to you got to start you got to start the process somewhere, more. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free fifteen-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. It's true, and and also I love that you mentioned people are getting ready to get ready. It's yeah. like they're, they're sort of like the it, it's they're literally creating extra steps for themselves. One hundred percent. What what tends to happen is they, uh, you know, people are really, you know, they just get they get bogged down in the detail of of this. You know, we live in a society where everything is perfect. You know, where every every you know everything on social media is perfect and. And, you know, and so everybody's, you know, oh, I'm not going to start because it won't be 100% right. No, you you start and you and you learn as you go along. Otherwise, you never, ever get never ever get started. You never, ever feel like you're, you know, you're moving towards what you want, moving away from what you don't want. Yeah, and, and also if somebody's – would you say in a way it's sort of fear of failure as well, being scared yeah, oh, yeah. Of, of failing and being an embarrassment or – letting someone down yeah well i think you know that letting someone down can work for you michael because you know if we talk about exercise again it's far easier to cop out on yourself than to cop out to someone else so you know if you make commitment someone i'll meet you in the park at 6 a.m and we'll go for a a, a, you know 4k walk you know well i want to turn up because i don't want to let Mary or John down or whatever it might be. I think for some people, you know, maybe people get a bit too far ahead of themselves. So, you know, if you think about your podcast, you, you could have really said, okay, I've got all the kit. You know what I'm going to do? I, I'm, I'm actually going to take the pressure off myself. I'm going to do, I'm going to do four interviews that I have no expectations that I'll ever post. And and I'm going to um, say to the, the person I interview, hey, listen, I'm new at this and I'm, I'm going to have, I'm having a crack at this. I may not use this. It won't be a reflection of you. It'll be a reflection of me. And um, and if you're okay with that, then then uh, in letting me have a bit of a practice, then away you go. As soon as you take that bit of pressure off yourself, Michael, all of a sudden you you know you and you go, you know what? That was all right. I am going to post that. And you learn as you go along. I mean, last year, you know, when COVID hit. Um, 70, I speak at 100 conferences a year, 70 of my conferences vanished in the space of 10 days. And I, uh, I, I sat in the corner for a little bit and rocked backwards and forwards and I had a big long drink and then I sort of picked myself up and dusted myself off and I thought this is going to be around for a while so I, I need to learn virtual. I've never done virtual presentations before. And so I spent 40 hours learning about how to do virtual and I I, once, I, I, I built a studio, uh, built a three-camera purpose-built studio. Between the middle of April to the middle of December, I delivered 101 virtual presentations to 27 countries to 26,500 people. I never left home here wow. in Brisbane. Wow. I'd never done that before. I've got colleagues of mine who, who waited for a whole year to, you know, for things to get back to normal. And it wasn't that... I knew that I would learn as I went along and I knew that I would focus on on getting better at it. And I think this is the thing where where people, if you think, you know, if you have been procrastinating, it's not looking, it's looking for improvements. It's not, it's not looking for 
for it to be, you know, world class from the uh, you know from the get go. So yeah. And are you t- just a question? Would you say you're technologically savvy as a person? No, I, I no, because I I sort of you know this whole setup that I have in my studio is is just something that's been you know it, it, it you know I, 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 I as I said I spent forty hours just researching equipment and yeah. and and all all of that you know so it was it, it was didn't a, let that stop you for you, me and I had and I had people around me helping me you know put it all together as well Michael because I just well you know like I, I know you haven't seen me do a virtual presentation but I, I've got I can control three cameras I can like after this session. I've got 250 leaders from all over Australia and New Zealand that are on a two-hour masterclass with me. You know, I just had to learn how do I connect with people and I'll let somebody else worry about the technology. Yeah. In, my, so didn't- in my studio, I control it. I don't have an operator or anything like that. I can I control a whole lot. So you didn't let it stop you, basically. You didn't think, okay, no. I don't know anything about technology. I'm just going to do nothing. You literally went out and did the research and learnt about it. And- Correct. Yeah, adapting. correct. Because because I just thought this is going to be around for a while. It's not going to be a, a a six month thing or anything like that. This is going to be around for a while. So if it's going to be around for a while, best I get good at this. Best I get really um, really efficient and effective at it. And and you know what? I've become a better present uh, presenter because of it. Because it's because it's a lot. You know, you become a lot more succinct and and um, you you start to to really um, get clear on on messaging as you go through that process, and it, you know, you know, and I'm a really interactive speaker, so I had I kept on thinking, well, how do I become interactive when I don't have an audience in front of me? Yeah. And, but that's been that's been a great transition. I've learned for not, you know, I've learned some phenomenal messages around this, and 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 I said this to a group yesterday. Um, you know, my model, my business model. Has changed now. There is there is oceans of opportunities. There's not a place in the world I can't present. Um, there's not a company in the world that I can't that that the roadblock of travel um, can stop me from doing. And hence, the, as I said, you know, twenty six countries last year or twenty seven countries last year. Yeah, it's just been it's been amazing. And the other thing that I've seen you talk about, Keith, and I just wanted to touch on this point last because again, I feel like you're in a way you are the master of this is setting goals and achieving them because yeah. um, I know there's a process to that. And, yeah. and again, if somebody listening to this, there's, yep, you know, I, I do know what I want to do. Um, no, I'm, I'm not going to be procrastinating anymore. What, apart from obviously reading your books, what, I guess, what are some steps that that person can take with those goals to make sure they happen? Cause it's one thing to sort of think, yep, this is what I want to do, but it's another to actually get there. Yeah, look, the the process that I've created is called a goal driver formula. What we realised through about eighteen years of research is that there are eight key drivers in people. So there's eight reasons why you want to do, um, why you want to achieve a goal. In actual fact, there are emotional reasons um, that are built around your why. You know, I often say when the why becomes clear, the how becomes easy. And for a lot of people, they have, you know, they've um, struggled with finding. Uh, a big enough reason why. So if you know what you want to achieve, then the process is simple. You know, firstly, the first thing you need to identify is how you want to feel. So before you actually even think about the goal, 
you think, well, how do I want to feel in my career, in my health or whatever it might be? And there's eight key drivers. So people want to feel successful. People want to feel purposeful. People want to feel inspired. People want to feel happy. People want to feel organized. People want to feel um, respected. People want to feel confident. People want to feel relaxed. So the first thing you say, so in my career, how do I want to feel in the next 12 months? So once you know what your goal driver is, and it's a whole, you know, there's a I'm just creating a diagnostic tool around this at the Michael. So there's a fair bit of detail around this, but once you know what your driver is, then you need to articulate what's that number one goal you want to achieve. And the the, the real key here is to build clarity into it, is to make sure you build uh, specificness. You know, make sure you take the time to be very specific about exactly what you want to achieve, because in the back of your head is a thing called a reticular activating system is your ability to focus, and you have to feed it um, specific details of exactly what you're looking for. And so once you can uh, get really clear on what's that number one goal, the third thing you need to do is you need to set a date. You know, you need to pick a date. You need to go, what's the date? You know, when when do I want to achieve this? Well, specifically, what's the day of the week, the, the date, the month, the year, and you get clear on that. Then what you do after that is you want to write down five reasons why that goal is so important for you to achieve in that time frame to feel that way, to feel that goal driver. You need to write down five reasons why. And unless you can think of five reasons why, any excuse will do. Too hot, too cold, too many, too few, too little, too much, too hard, too easy. And so once you have done that, then what you need to do is you need to be pretty open and honest with yourself. And you need to say, okay, for me to achieve that moving forward, I have to change. So what are two things that I need to stop doing in my life or in my career or whatever the goal area is focused that you're thinking about? What do I need? What are two things I need to stop doing? And what are two things I need to start doing? Because for you to achieve that goal, you have to do something differently. And to do that, you have to change. And to change, you have to stop doing certain things and start doing other things. And then once you've done that, then I would say to you that you then map out the first 30 days and you sort of go, okay, what do I need to do this week? What do I need to do this week to get it started? Starting's always, you know, this mathematically doesn't work out, but starting, taking that first step, you know, the job's half done, but you need to work out how you start, what are you going to achieve that first week, what you're going to achieve in the second week, what you're going to achieve in the third week, and what's the milestone you want to achieve in the fourth week. And, of course, that is a rolling process moving forward. So you've always got a vision for the future moving forward. And the final piece of the puzzle, and we so almost finished the whole loop here, Michael, because we come back to mindset, is that I believe in a process called amplified attitudes. People say, oh, you've just got to have a positive attitude. I go, what, what does that mean? You know, like I've been doing this for 25 years. I've been a student of the goal-setting process for 36 years and, and people talk, oh, you just have to be positive. I mean, that's just so vague. So what I'd say is there are six amplified attitudes. And what I mean by am, you have to turn it up. You have to turn up that attitude. You might have to make it loud, not so people can, uh, not so you're um, talking about it, but people, people can see it. People can see it in how you walk, how you talk, how you think, what you say to yourself, what you say to others. And so those six amplified attitudes are what would happen in your life if you were tenacious? What would happen in your life if you were courageous? 
what would happen in your life with every cell in your body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet that you were empowered? What would happen in your life if you were had great self-love? So if you were no longer your harshest critic, if you were no longer your worst enemy, if you were now your greatest coach and, your, and the best cheerleader for you, how would you turn up? How would you walk? How would you talk? How would you think? What would you say to yourself and what would you say to others? How would you turn up if you were grateful? You know, you were grateful for all the struggles that you've had in your life. You were grateful for all the challenges, the roadblocks have been put in front of you. You were grateful. See, I, I just think, Michael, it's really easy to be grateful. Everything's great, mm. but that's not life. And so how would you turn up if you were grateful? And the final one there around mindset is, you know, how would you turn up if you were joy-filled? with every cell in your body from the soles of your feet to the top of your head, that you were joyful. How, how would you walk? How would you talk? How would you think? What would you say to yourself? What would you say to others? And so when you apply that process to any goal, you become exceptionally focused. You move from being interested to being committed, compelled, and connected to the goal. And you need to have that so that you can do the uncomfortable, the inconvenient, and the unknown sometimes. Keith, that's amazing. Um, I think that's we'll leave it at that because I think that's literally the best point best to, to finish sure. off with. Because I think, yeah, it's if somebody wanted to purchase a copy of your book, um, I'm assuming visiting your website, keithabraham.com. Yeah, yeah, look, I think there's yeah. two things, Michael. One is you can go to my website, which is keithabraham.com, and all of my books there, so people can purchase them. But you know, in essence, go to go to my website and sign up to my blog. I mean, every week I do a blog. It's a video blog. Um, It's something that it's a bit of inspiration, information, some insights, some ideas and about how you can achieve what's important, what matters and what makes a difference to you. Um, And sometimes they're, you know, two minutes, sometimes they're five minutes and um, we send that out every Wednesday. So um, and that's for free. So there are also a number of free resources and articles and um, tools and goal setting tools uh, on the website as well. So if you go, if you get people, if you if you're listening to this and anything I've said today has made sense to you, then go to keithabraham.com, sign up for my blog, and uh, check out all the resources there. And if you want to make an investment in yourself, then uh, buy one of our, buy one of the books, and we'll uh, we'll ship it off to you. Yeah, no, thank you, Keith, and I, I could vouch for again. I've read two of your books, um, Focus and Living Your Passion. And all I can say is it's it's made a massive difference in my life. So it's, again, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. Um, one last thing is with, with all my episodes, I'd like to finish off with a dad joke. I'm getting worse at them as we move on episode by episode, but um, how do you organize a space party? Oh, I don't know. How do you organize a space party? Uh, you plan it. <laughs> you plan it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Very, very good, Michael. That's Thank not you. too bad. That's yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it made me laugh. It's, that's all yeah. good. There are worse. There are worse ones. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Keith. Thanks, buddy. Great chatting with you. I look forward to talking to you real soon. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.